Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy Mo Higgins, and this is the Pivot Sports Podcast, brought to you by yours truly, Mo Higgins. Not today. I'm going to make this episode a little shorter than usual, and I'm getting to a couple things, a couple key points that I felt like are needed to be said. So my first one right here gives this analogy for y'all. It's, it sounds good. All right. It sounds good when your ex that you really didn't want to leave, but her attitude forced y'all to break up. And she calls you on Facebook Messenger because she don't have your number no more. And she says, babe. I changed my ways. I'm not that same person anymore. I want to get back together. And you like, uh, I don't know about that. I'd rather stick with the girl that I that I'm with right now. Right? Another one. It sounds good. It sounds good when you get a spam email telling you that you qualify for a free iPhone 11 Pro Max. You like, uh, I don't believe it. I'd rather stick on my iPhone with the two cameras, right? So when LeBron put up 23 points, 17 rebounds, and 16 assists, and they still lose, it's like, uh, it sounds good, but... I'd rather you have 35 points and get the win. Let's not get caught up on stats. Stats will trick you and make you think LeBron is better than Kobe Bryant. I mean, who would you rather have in the clutch moments? Kobe or LeBron? I'd pick Kobe any day of the week. Because we know for sure he's going to make them late game free throws. And we know for sure he's not looking to pass. He's looking to close the game out, right? Stats had a younger crowd thinking that Russell Westbrook, the triple-double man, is better than Magic Johnson. Don't get caught up in individual accolades. LeBron had 10 points. Six rebounds and seven assists, and they got the win. KCP showed up with 16 points. Anthony Davis, finally, he realized that nobody on Portland's court, I mean, on Portland's team, could check him. And when he realized that, he put up 31 points. Frank Vogel made the correct adjustments by playing AD at the five. Hassan, he's too big and slow. He can't stop AD. AD was a point guard in high school. Due to his growth spurt, he became a bit a, a, a power forward slash big man. Hassan can't guard him. Nurkic, he's too little, according to too little for AD size, and he's not a, he's his lateral speed is enough for to contain AD, and his post perimeter uh, well his post defense isn't good enough to to guard AD. Javale McGee. That boy came out strong. 
strong off the first. As soon as they, as soon as Brian passed him the ball, he got it, went to work in the paint, and was aggressive and got that first dunk. Then he got another play down there. He got some more plays, but JaVale McGee started off strong. I believe like he should have started over to White Howard anyways because he has more moves. <clears throat> the Lakers just looked like they wanted it more overall. The Lakers wanted it more last night. Dame, he injured his finger. So he he wasn't the same effective Dame that he usually is. But overall, those are the stats that you want to see as long as we get the win. We don't want to see LeBron put up legendary numbers and they lose because those are what I said earlier, personal, individual accolades. Basketball is a team game. We need the whole team to win. All right, let's change teams real quick. Let's talk about Paul George. 11 points. Shooting three for 16 at 18%. Now, he only hit one three. But he had eight attempts to get that one three. In his press conference, Paul George said that he's not James Harden. He's not a scorer. He right. He's not James Harden. Harden went went to a team with no superstars. Harden isn't just jumping team to team to chase the championship. Harden won MVP. Harden has been to the finals before. Yeah, he's been to the finals before with KD and Russell Westbrook on the OKC on the Oklahoma Thunder team. Harden attracts talent to play with him. Harden embraces the role of being the best player on his team. Nah, let's get to the similarities. They both do have some of the same similarities. They both disappear in games where they should have showed up at in the playoffs. They both can hit that step back three. When dribbling, they are, they, they are both just as smooth as butter when it comes down to dribbling the ball. Here's why I give Paul George credit from last night's game. Despite shooting horrible from the field, horrible, horrible, 18% is not acceptable from a quote-unquote playoff P. But you have to give credit where credit is due because when a shooter is going through a rough slump, he has to keep shooting to get through that slump, right? But other than that, he still was good because he had like nine, re- had like seven, nine rebounds and seven assists. So that means he was still hustling. He was still being aggressive. He was still getting his team involved with the game. He realized that he couldn't do this. He realized it. So he deferred to his teammates while still trying to find himself. He wasn't in rhythm at all, flat out at all. I think he kind of, whatever, whatever he shared on Twitter, it kind of like made him tank some more into nice game last night's game, but he still did everything else we needed him to do for them to get that win. Cause he still played defense. He still rebounded, right? Nah, let's get to the Batman of the team, right? Kawhi Leonard. I can't even lie. Last night when he was shooting the ball, right? Before the ball, even touched the rim. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. Yep. Yep. 
That's good. Kawhi did everything you could ask for. The guy put the team on his put the team on his back and climbed on top of that big horse we call the Dallas Mavericks. That's what you need out of your superstar of the team. When Robin is in trouble, Batman steps up and saves the day. Last year, Paul didn't have that guy in Russell Westbrook. If Paul was off in the playoffs, Russell wasn't stepping up and saving the day. Last year in OKC, you had Robin and Bucky Barnes trying to save the day. It's like you need Batman and you need Captain America if you want to win. The sidekicks are only trusty if the superhero is present. Paul George, you're not playoff P. You're more like regular P. Because most of the diamond games that you have are in the regular season. The Mavericks are scary, though. If they can keep the same two stars in Luka and Porzingis and add one more piece, they'll be my pick for years to come. I like Dallas. I like Dallas a lot. For Porzingis to be seven foot three and still be able to drive and shoot deep threes, it's hard to stop him. Plus, the guy's a real serious rim protector. It was numerous times I seen him stop players who were driving the ball by simply just holding his arms vertically up in the air. And the way that he dribbles, he's beating guys that are 6'11 and 7 foot off the dribble and taking them to the rim. If I'm not mistaken, it was a play where he took Paul George to the rim. It's like, how do you stop that? You know? How do you stop that? It's kind of hard. Only thing you can hope for is that he just misses or he just settles for a jump shot. It's kind of hard, man. I never seen nobody... How, how tall? I'm not pretty sure how tall Dirk was because Dirk was a monster. Dirk was a monster. And Dallas had this knack for finding these overseas guys who could just be their franchise players. There's not many teams in the league like that. Actually, I don't think there is any team in the league like that. Dirk stayed with Dallas through the duration of his career. I think Luka is going to stay with Dallas for the duration of his career. Porzingis' length, it bothers people in that paint. When they come down there trying to drive and get a layup in, he don't even have to leave his feet. He can just hold his arms up vertical, hold his arms up in the air. Don't don't lean over. Don't lean none. Just hold them vertically up in the air so they can't call that foul on you. And then he going to disrupt what you have going on trying to make that layup. <clears throat> and I've seen that happen multiple times last night. Right. So let's get into the Philly and Boston game. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm not really into that series because I already know who's going to win. And it's going to be Boston because once Ben Simmons got removed from that from that team due to injury, I already knew that they didn't stand a chance because Joel, he could be spotty at times, even though right now, right now, he's being aggressive, he's being assertive, and he's trying to put his imprint in, in on the game. But I don't think Philly has enough to beat Boston. Nah, 
I'm not being biased because Jason Tatum is my second favorite player in the league right now. I love his game. It's, it's polished. His game is polished, man. It's hard to stop him. He can dribble. He can drive. He can shoot. His side step three is amazing. Oh, my God. When he gets going, he gets going. Jalen Brown is a very good complimentary player. Some thinks that he's better than Jason Tatum. I think Jason Tatum has the edge right now. But Jalen Brown, man, when he gets going, he gets going. So, with that said, on the Philly and Boston game, I came in slightly late on that game. I had the option to start it from the beginning, but I just went to watch where it was currently at. And I came in in the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Philly was up by two points. I think it was like 91-89. For the first time, I was unsure on who was going to win that game. For the first time, I was unsure on who was going to win that game. But due to bonehead moves, like uh, what, what, Jay, what Josh Richardson did, almost called him Jason. I'm sorry, Jason. What Josh Richardson did, that clear that clear lane foul, which was it was stupid. It was stupid. That was a bonehead move right there. The game is close. There's no need to foul. You know you fouling Jason Tatum. He's gonna make them two free throws. The guy is amazing. Jason Tatum is amazing. I wouldn't even I would have never fouled him at that at that time of in that time frame. Never. It makes no sense. So that foul right there was just dumb. It was dumb, Josh. And to be honest with you, they should have sat your ass. They should have sat your ass down after you did that dumbass move. The game was close. He did that. Jason, Jason Tatum got the ball, made the two free throws. Then the next possession. <coughs> oh my God, the next possession. Al Horford somehow managed to find his way checking Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker is one of the most underrated dribblers that that's in the NBA right now because not too many people talk about his ball handling skills. He put Al Horford on skates out there. Man, I thought that Kimba Walker was walking on ground and they threw on some ice ice skates on Al Horford and had him just skating all around because when he hit him with that move and then got that space, created that space and made that two-pointer, I'm like, oh, yeah, ball game. That's it. That's all I need to see. Didn't need to see no more. Joel Embiid went down there. My God, Jason Tatum came through, sent his shot. Some thought it was a foul, but the replay cleared it up and showed us that that was not a foul. That was just great defense. After that, end of game, ball game. Joel Embiid, I bet he went to the locker room crying. I bet he was in the shower crying. No more jokes from him. I bet he even wanted to cut his endorsements off probably. Fuck it. (laughs) Because that's just how the dice roll sometimes. But Boston's going to win this series with a sweep. And my picks for tonight. Orlando has three of their small fours out. Milwaukee, they have a full roster, but Chris Middleton isn't performing. Giannis needs his Batman in the future. Right now, he don't need him for Orlando. But when they go against teams like, uh, let's say, the Heat, because the Heat, I got the Heat coming out of this series. When they go against teams like the Heat, he gonna need he, he he's going to need somebody else to step up. And Chris Middleton, he's waiting on you. I'm not too sold on Giannis, but I do believe Giannis is, is enough to beat Orlando. And I know 
that the Heat is going to beat the Pacers. So it's just like them two going to face each other, and it's going to get real nasty. It's going to be real interesting because Bam Adebayo is nice. Jimmy Butler is nice. Gorgon Dragic, Dragic is nice. Tyler Hero has been stepping up. Uh, they got Iggy, defender, and he and he makes smart plays. He don't have to score to be effective. He's another one of them type players. He doesn't have to score to be effective. He can do everything else. So that team right there is going to be hard to beat for the Bucks. Now, I don't want to make any early predictions, but if they do get into it and Chris Middleton doesn't show up, I got the Heat taking that away from them. <clears throat> so I got Bucks winning beating Orlando, Heat beating the Pacers, Rockets beating the Thunder. And you know I'm gonna have to if the Lakers can pull off what they did last night and have the whole team ready to play, I'm pretty sure the Lakers are gonna come out with this W tonight. So Go to Facebook, add my fan page. It's the it's the Pivot Sports Podcast on Facebook. I got a link on there so y'all can message me, ask me questions. I'll answer them. We can go on from there. I hope everybody is enjoying their day. It's August 22nd, 2020. It's your boy, Mo Higgins. And this is the Pivot Sports Podcast. Holla at your boy.